Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Excellent job. And welcome to the biggest week in motorsport. Well, we are counting down towards the Bathurst 1000. This is The Driver's Seat. My name is Nims Azor, joined as always by Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. How are we, gentlemen? Good we're evening. Sens- we're sensational. Good to have you back, yeah, mate. Yeah, welcome back. Now we know you're not a close contact. Well done. Thank you That's very exactly much. That's exactly right. I love a goal here and there. <laughs> <laughs> and a few... Whoops. Don't know what Whoop. happened. Hey, hey. Oh, hey. Still got to work out the buttons here. But Was uh, that some drafted AFL player who just I... breaking in there, was it, maybe? I do believe so. Uh, Joshua yeah. Rochelle. I don't know where Oh, good he's... on you, Joshua. Congratulations oh. to whoever you've been picked up by. He's from Shepparton. But we're not here to talk football. We're oh. here to talk <laughs> motorsport because it's a Wednesday night and we love talking motorsport, especially in the biggest week that motorsport's got to offer, but uh, I want to talk a little something about, because we haven't done much racing, have we, the past year or so? Oh, not overly, no. On the balance of it, if you compare it to the years gone by, Stevie J, it's been lean. It's been very, (laughs) very lean, so we're looking forward to it. Someone that has been an absolute superstar when it comes to racing is our feature interview. She joins us thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask Mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional choice, but we, as we do with all of our feature interviews, we've got to give them a proper intro. This is going to be Molly Taylor winning the first ever Extreme EX Prix. She crosses the line. She has a fabulous job and no wonder she is smiling. Johan Christophsen win number two for him and Molly Taylor. RXR have done it when it counts. Christophsen and Taylor take their third win of the year and with a commanding lead in this Extreme E Championship. Yes, please welcome back to the driver's seat, the one and only Molly Taylor. What an intro. <laughs> how good how good is that, Molly? You you uh you've it's been a little while since you've been on our show, but it's been long enough that there's now a highlight reel that the great man <laughs> Nims Azor can throw together. And it helps the theme tune as well. That, <laughs> I know. that song is perfect. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. Hey, hey, Mol, welcome. Um, It's, I was talking to Stevie J before we came on air. I feel like this year, even though we've all been in lockdown and we haven't had much racing domestically, I feel like this is the year that I have seen you more on every social (laughs) site and, and on TV and other bits and pieces. This looks like it's been one of your busier years. Oh, without a doubt, it's been it's been pretty full on. I think it's been the like the reverse of what most people's experiences have been in Australia in lockdown, and I've kind of been stuck overseas, having to travel every single day of the whole lockdown period because I couldn't get back. So 
it's kind of, I think, the, yeah, the complete reverse. I've been, yeah, literally living out of a suitcase for over six months and going from place to place every week. So it's been, uh, it's been a bit of a roller coaster, but yeah, an amazing, amazing uh, few months. Hey, Molly, I know Maddie is very, very excited to talk about Extreme E and, and all that sort of thing this year. Um, but I want to bring up something that's, I think, way cooler, and that's you <laughs> announcing that you're doing Dakar next year with Dale Moskett, who I've actually raced against quite a bit and know Dale quite well through Target Tasmanias and things. So that is, that's sensational. Huge. That's massive. I mean, how, give us a snapshot of how that came about and, and what, you know, the feeling that you've got now that you're actually locked in to do the 2022 Dakar. Yeah, it's pretty surreal because, I mean, I'm sure like you guys, I watch it every January and it's just like, you know, one day in my life I'm going to do Dakar. And, and it's always kind of been that, that conversation. And then um, I got in touch through Dale actually with the South Racing Can-Am crew um, and it was really started off me hassling them to try and get some seat time off-road to help with Extreme E and, and you know, just have a bit more uh, preparation on the off-road side of things. And um, then it kind of snowballed quite rapidly. And, I mean, Dakar's always been the dream, but I didn't think, you know, I'd be able to make it, I suppose, a reality so so quickly. But, um, yeah, it all, all came together. And, yeah, it's pretty pretty surreal because it's definitely, I mean, that would be the thing at the top of my bucket list um, can, if anyone had ever asked. So Can, yeah, can Dale that, read a map really good? Like, because... Yeah. You can get lost massively over there and like, we'll never see you again. Yeah, I know. And it's like, you have a, like a little um, repeater of what the unit that the co-driver has in the buggy too. And so it's all done on bearings, like orienteering. Yeah. So he'll say, you know, go to cap 89 degrees. And I'm like, well, is that a, is that a five left or a four left? Or, <laughs> or by turning right? I'm, <laughs> what does that mean? So it's like, yeah, it's a completely, I mean, everything about it is, completely different to get used to but it's it's just such a cool adventure and how much prep will will you get will you have a buggy here in australia that you can roll around in and out in the desert and do whatever you do to prepare for something like this or are you going to roll over there and be pretty green yeah i mean i will definitely be green um it's sort of been this like intensive <laughs> dakar 101 that i'm on <laughs> so we did the abu dhabi desert challenge oh, just over a week ago um, yep. and those dunes are um, not exactly the same area as Dakar, but not far away. So they're the same kind of size, I guess. And they're like mountains. It was just absolutely incredible. So I had that um, <laughs> drop in the deep end and then we'll do another race in Saudi Arabia uh, early December. So I'll have those two events. So at least I'll have some some experience using the navigation and driving for that length of time. Not not that it's for 14 days, but they still, the stages will be a few hundred kilometres and, and yeah, sort of getting used to how you drive in the sand dunes because it's just so different yeah. to anything else. But it's, oh, it's so much fun. You, you boys would absolutely love it. Hey, I'm so intrigued, Molly, because, you know, I've done a bit of rallying myself and I know, you know, sort of how that rally side of things works. You know, you've got your navigator next year. They're calling, you know, you guys go up and down the stages and you, you write your own notes. You write, you know, some have got a one to six system with one being uh, one being really tight hairpins and six being really fast and some run a one to ten system. Um, what do you do in Dakar? Because obviously you can't, you can't do that for every little corner or bump, can you? So is it, you, you were talking about it being orienteering side of things and, and degrees and all that using a compass, basically a really fancy compass. But um, 
is that something that then you've got to then drive with what you see in front of you or is is everything basically noted? Uh, no, it's, it's everything as you just have to see and win. Uh, yeah. So you might have, you know, in, we've got to stay at a bearing of X, Y, Z for five kilometres and then when you get within a certain radius, this electronic waypoint will appear that you have to go within, a, you know, one to 200 metres of to wow. tag it, and, but you, you can't see it. So you, you're just going yep. off your, your bearing. So, you know, you can imagine if you get one of them wrong, it'll skew everything else uh, as well. So it's, um, yeah, and, and then in between, you pick your own path. So they'll, you know, yep. try and make a challenge and put a waypoint at the top of a really steep dune or something that you've got to try to read the terrain and navigate how to get up there and then how to get back down. Um, my brain yeah, hurts thinking about it. Just, oh, my brain's hurting yeah, yeah. now. Seriously. <laughs> we, we, I'm just... I'm, I'm a driver. I just want to push a brake I, pedal and accelerator and turn a wheel. That's I top it. out a bit. Like, I've got to do about five laps of wherever I'm going just to make sure I know <laughs> where I'm going. And it gets repeated, let alone doing this sort of you stuff, let, Molly. You don't get lost going to Macca's. Oh, oh, well, true. It's nuts. Well, we did the first day of Abu Dhabi and I came back going, oh, my God, that was amazing. Like, the dunes were huge. Wow, and everyone just turned around and laughed, and they said they were the, the, just the junettes, oh, <laughs> like, the babies. The <laughs> That's like very wait till funny. you get to tomorrow, and and then day two, it, it, like you get, um, you know, you know the like fear of heights if you're standing on a ten story building and you just peek over the side. Yeah, that that was that was the sensation when you get to the top of these dunes because they're just that big and you don't know what's on the other side. But um, but oh, once man. you sort of you know, see what the the buggies and the cars are capable of, and then start to get a bit of a feel for it. It's the most fun. It's it's unreal. Well, it's I mean that's amazing, and that's groundbreaking again from you to have an Australian woman in the Dakar. I think it's an Australian woman uh, in the Dakar. I think that's fantastic. But one of the other things that, and look, let me go back a step. I find, and I've said this publicly before, boys and girls, I find <laughs> Formula E just about as exciting as watching a cooking show for me. <laughs> However, I've got to say that Extreme E, which is what you've been part of this year, which is like the rallying version of it, I have found, not just because you're on the show, I've said it multiple times, I found it absolutely sensational to watch. Did you expect to be so successful in that formula? Oh, because three out of four wins so far. Like it's you, you've absolutely flogged them. She's a Shane Van Gisberg in the world. Extreme E. <laughs> well, you're all being too kind, but um, I mean, it was so hard to know what to expect because it was everything was new. The, the format, the teams, all the drivers. So we really, yeah, had had no idea what to expect. And still, when you go to each round, every round is so different. So it's not like you can really you know, prepare for a certain track or know what you're walking into. It's just you only see the track, you know, the, the evening before you're on it. So it's, um, yeah, it's really try not to have, I guess, too many expectations or preconceived ideas before we get to them and just, yeah, try and do the best we can with what we've got at the time. Hey, uh, I know there is one event to go in Extreme E. I mean, I did say you have won three out of four. Have you wrapped it up yet? Or what do you have to do in the next event to wrap it up? No, we haven't wrapped it up yet. Uh, so it'll be, it's really a race between us and X44 um, mm -hmm. who can still take it out as well. So we've got a lead, which is a, a good place to be in uh, when you're going into the championship, but we still need, uh, you know, we still need a decent amount of points. So we still, we don't have to win, but we still need to have a very good weekend, which, um, you know, as you've been watching, you know, anything can happen. Yeah. So it's, yeah, uh, yeah it's I think certainly... I um, 
can't relax What yet. I think is fantastic is that uh, I know just how much Lewis and, and Nico <laughs> love each other. And I just think that Nico getting another one on Lewis, uh, <laughs> because Lewis hasn't got one on him since he retired after he beat Lewis in the F1 championship. I think I think this is just another little <laughs> step for, for Nico. Does he ever say anything like that to you, Molly? Does he say, oh, I'd love to beat just Lewis's team? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no. Unfortunately, I can't. Uh, I can't give you any fuel for that fire. <laughs> um, he's, you know, I mean, I think Nico just he wants to win so much, and I mean, that's one of the great things about our team. Everyone's like that, and having Nico's experience and his passion to win, and you know, throw everything we can and put all, all 110% of our effort into it. Um, but I don't think it's it's because he wants to win. I don't think it's because he wants to beat Lewis. <laughs> I mean, I think that's obviously. Um, you know, you want to beat everyone. So I don't think as, yeah, as much as um, <laughs> as much as I'd love to give you some gossip, I don't really, don't really have any. Sorry, um, Molly. I was talking to someone that you work with quite a bit in Nathan Kayser, and I was talking to him the other day. And one of the things he mentioned about you is how oh, no. hard you work. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing bad. Don't worry. <laughs> it was how. Is hard that just you how much work. I annoy him? Is that like <laughs> is that the nice the nice thing you're putting on it? <laughs> well, and and that's kind of the point that you you do annoy people because you're outwardly you're outwardly knocking in doors, pressing on door buzzers, kicking in you know mobile phones, trying to get conversations with people to try and forward your career. And he made special mention to me that you are brilliant at it, that you do a lot of work, a lot of commercial work when you're not when you haven't got the helmet on. I know or a microphone you, in your hand. Or a microphone in your hand or a steering <laughs> wheel in your hand or one of the other million things that you do. But you're also heavily involved with the FIA Girls on Track program. And one of the things that I've always said as, you know, I've done some of the driver management bits and pieces, I've always said that the work that you do behind the wheel is one thing. You've got to be really good in front of the camera and in front of sponsors. But you also have to hustle. You've got to work, to work really, ethic. really, really hard in between yep. everything to try and get the money to get it going. When you do a lot of your FIA girls on track work, is that something that you push towards the next generation of young drivers coming forward that the work doesn't stop Sunday night, even if you take a trophy home? Yeah, totally. And I think what's so great about that program is it's really all encompassing. It's not just for drivers. It's for every facet that goes into motorsport. So these girls get a, a big picture of everything that that's involved in it and that it's not just the bit that you see on TV and the bit where, you know, it's sort of the, the glamorous side you know, you really get to an insight in, into it all. And I think it's always been the most important thing to really be so passionate and enjoy what you do, because if you don't have that base, then, you know, you're not go- you're never going to be prepared to put in the hard yards that it really needs because you need to have something that's going to be that strong of a driving force through everything because otherwise yeah. it's it'd be too easy to just give up. Hey, I did want to ask you something before we go, and it's something that's sort of it hasn't, and it's not you that's annoyed me, Molly. It's a decision that annoyed me. <laughs> tippy toeing, he's yeah, tippy toeing, yeah. yeah. tippy toeing. Yeah, yeah, um, Nimsy, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Um, get ready with the button, Nimsy. That say, silent please, button. Please, please, we'd like to have Molly back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, you've driven in a lot of different circumstances, Molly. You've driven in, you know, snow and teeming down rain and mud and sand and all this, all this, all these different conditions, right? And freezing <laughs> temperatures and stinking hot. Um, 
obviously you were at Sydney Motorsport Park <laughs> I know where last weekend. <laughs> yeah. I like, know seriously, tell, honestly, give me your opinion on what that decision was with that race. Fair income. Like, would have you raced in that? I mean, it's a tough one because it's such a different environment. And we race, as you say, in all those conditions. But, you know, yep. for us, if it's muddy or raining, like we have the cars and the tyres and everything, you, you've always got some kind of progression in the grip and it, we're kind of set up to be doing that. Whereas, you know, when you've got standing water across the road and the car's aquaplaning, you, you're kind of a passenger. So um, I can appreciate the differences in that environment when the conditions are like that, you know, if it's a rally and muddy, it's just more slippery than it was. It's not this sort of yeah. night and day type of scenario. So I can see the differences there. I mean, I don't know if there's a right answer because there's a lot of, you know, half the field wanted to race. Probably the other half were happy to, to stay dry and um, put the cars in, in the trailer. So, I, you know, I think it's, I don't know if there's a, there's a really a right, right call either way. You can see both sides of the fence. I think I think How there was, was that two. For a diplomatic yeah, well, I was going to say that's if <laughs> you ask me. TV, you <laughs> that's a that's an FIA girls on track ambassador oh, answer that no. one for sure for sure. I'm going to give you my answer. I reckon it was crap. Yeah? I reckon they should have yeah. raced. We I've raced in much much worse. We've done it in the past. There's been so many clips coming out from the past where we've been racing in absolute monsoonal conditions, even worse than that. The, the other classes before them were racing in worse condition. The, the S5000s with no roof <laughs> were racing. The, the water yeah. spray coming out of the tyres when you were watching them going down the straight was unreal. I oh, know. And, oh, and no. we are going to yeah. talk about that. We are going to go into this quite a bit in depth later on in the well, show because it's just, been an extremely say, difficult. Just let uh, Molly know that she doesn't have to be a part of that chat. <laughs> no. I'm Switzerland over here. No, no, no. Now, um, will we see you at Bathurst, Molly? Are you going to uh, make it to the mountain next week? Oh, unfortunately not. I'm literally hopping on a plane um, next week, so I will be. You uh, are. Yeah, I will be in the air and um, oh. yeah, landing in Saudi when the when the race is starting. So, wow. be, uh, well, that's all right. Yeah, you would have just walked afar, past. You would have just walked past me in the pits like you normally do anyway, so that's fine. <laughs> oh, you get on your get on your plane to Saudi. Hey, no, I've got to defend Molly here because the last time we were at SMP, she walked past and gave me a wave. She did. Oh, see, there In you my go. Trans Am car. Yeah, she She gave me a cheeky wave. Like, because remember, we gave you a bit of stick. Only because you got your name you on your car yeah, and she yeah, would have read, read your name. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just probably fixing something Who's on that? my car. She felt sorry for me. I'm going to, when Molly's, when one day at the track, when she's doing an interview or she's getting prepared for an interview, about five seconds before it's about to go live, I'm going to dig her in the ribs from from the side <laughs> and then take a bolt and just see how she goes starting her interview. How's that sound? Well, I think it would make good TV. So <laughs> it would. I reckon it would. <laughs> it hey, good luck, Mole. Good luck <laughs> with with uh, your your next race in Saudi coming yeah. up. And I honestly can't wait to watch you over there in Dakar in 2022. Yep, it's gonna be cool. Well, thanks very much, and thanks for all your support. It really means a lot. No, it's we love getting you on the show, and we just like Maddie said. I think we've we've really summed it up. It's been nice to see someone that we know racing uh, because we've been parked up, as you know, a fair bit. So, uh, unfortunately for you, you've had a quite a tour of hotel quarantine throughout the land. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that's over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but but uh, good luck, Molly, and uh, hopefully you can stitch up the title for the uh, for RXR, and uh, hopefully we'll chat to you soon. Thanks very much. <laughs> Molly Taylor there joining us here on the driver's seat. It, like you said, Maddie, like that extreme E has just been absolutely oh. mega. Yeah. Mm. I think it's been mega for her. I mean, I, I've I've enjoyed it as a motorsport fan, Stephen Nimsey, but I think 
personally for her to be linked with Rosberg, to be fighting Lewis Hamilton's team, and to be winning. To be genuine, and it's no surprise to us. She's a she's a former oh, ARC champion, yeah, she's so been mega. she can. She's a hell of a driver. Um, but you know, when you suddenly go to that international stage, there's probably a little bit of doubt. There's a little bit of background going. Oh, I wonder how she got. She's absolutely hosed them. So I think it's been great for her profile. I think you know when she picks up the phone now and and says it's Molly Taylor from Australia. Um, when she's calling international numbers, they'll know. They mm, know who mm. she is. So it's. I think it's been fantastic for her. And, and uh, I wonder if she'll talk to Toby Price. I should have asked her that before she goes over to Dakar, whether she'll have a chat to, you know, the big Pricey and say, hey, mate, what can I – genuinely, yeah. what can I expect? Hey, Pricey, can I just follow you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, before we get before we take a break, uh, we've got a couple of texts in, and we do love it when – especially when we're pre-entered or something. We love it when you do jump on board. A couple from uh, some of our favourites. Well, yeah, Greg from uh, Upper Coomera. Greg dials in every week. Good on you, Greggy. Uh, hey, boys, another soggy evening on the GC. Yes, it is. Uh, Stevie, looks like you needed floaties on the XD at QR today because you tested today, didn't you? Yep. Uh, we'll get to that. I and don't also... know about testing. I, I went around. <laughs> and also, uh, did Jet perfect his signature practising connecting the dots on Maddie's front splitter. Yeah. Safe travels to the mountain, boys, and let's hope it's a dry weekend. We'll elaborate on that too a little bit later because – uh, Stevie J's young fella had a very funny uh, apprentice moment during the weekend on my car. So <laughs> we'll talk about that a little later, Nimsy. Check out the Team Johnson uh, Facebook page if you'd like more details. But uh, you are listening to The Driver's Seat. Molly Taylor was our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. We're off and running here on The Driver's Seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building Australia. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Yeah, we certainly are. This is The Driver's Seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. The band's are back together. And I've got to say, a big thank you to uh, Jason Matthews, a.k.a. Woogie, uh, who does who did a tremendous job standing in for me at the very last minute after it was deemed that I was a close contact for... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh, that's a new one. We love it. Now, how good is that? Hey, and Nimsy, Nimsy, I know you would never say it because you're too humble. We had a number of people texting in saying, "Where's Nimsy? Show we're missing all the sound bites and all that kind of thing on the show." So you would definitely miss my man. Uh, there's only one thing to blame, and that is coronavirus. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, we're going to get straight into our Bendix Breaks Big Moment. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Breaks Big Moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Breaks. Yeah, we're, we're still we laughing so about well, that. <laughs> Where's that been for the last two years? We've got to use that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, this is, Bendix, this is the Bendix Breaks. But, oh, I should point out too, I'm fine. Thank you for everyone that did reach out though. It's yes. Uh, yes. nice to know the driver's seat yes. family. Uh, do notice um, and uh, quite concerned. In fact, I had a message yesterday where someone had said, you are back this week, aren't you? We yeah, haven't good. heard from you since. I'm like, oh, no, no, yeah. all good, all good. 
You uh, could be the star of the show, Nimsy. Yeah, fair dinkum. I reckon. I don't think in any time that Stevie J and I have been on holidays, people have said, "Thank God you're back." When we come back, <laughs> yeah. so you could actually be the star of the show, big boy. Oh, let's not go that far. Um, but um, <laughs> hey, look, this is our Bendix Breaks big moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Breaks Australian technology for all weather, confident braking. Shane Van Gisbergen has secured his second drivers' championship after race thirty is abandoned. And uh, how did you celebrate, SVG? Oh, mate, I was on the hot lap. Yeah, he certainly was. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, we, look, let's talk about the elephant in the room here because, yes, it's great that SVG uh, won his second championship, but uh, race 30. Oof. Um, what race 30? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> look, we put it up on our socials, and it is by far one of the most things that have exploded. Oh, it didn't it? What? Yeah. We had like 100 plus comments. 100%, yeah. So, um, un- un- unbelievable. So, it clearly struck a nerve with. A lot of people. And and interestingly, Stevie J and Nimsy, it wasn't discussions about SVG. It was all about whether they should have raced or mm-hmm. shouldn't have raced. And we're going to cover off on that a little bit later on because there's a lot to unpack with that. But um, the SVG thing, he won it. He was dominant all year. He was always going to win it. He was going to win it. He was going to win it come hell or high water. I just think that it's taken the – We got the know, high water part right, Matty. Yeah, you got the very <laughs> high water right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it took the shine off it, as as, as you're going to say, I, I, because it was – Anything everyone... could have happened in that race too with that wet. You know, yeah. like all he needed to do was finish in front or behind or around Jamie somewhere. Yeah. To win the to, – to be able to go to Bathurst without having to worry about getting – half a dozen points to, you know, to make sure that he won the championship. So, uh, you know, it's a, that's a massive, massive weight off his shoulders going to Bathurst. He doesn't have to worry about it. He can literally, he would anyway, but he can literally throw caution to the wind at Bathurst to get another Bathurst 1000 victory without having to worry about that it's going to jeopardise his championship. It changes the complexion of the race yep. completely. I mean, I, I was talking to, I did an interview in Perth during the week and they asked me that very question, does it change the race? Our championship's done. It's all over. Who cares? It's, no no it's, one cares yeah. who's going to come second, third, or fourth. The focus now is lasered directly onto Bathurst and who is going to win that. Because as you, as you know, Stevie J, ask any of the drivers up and down pit lane and they'll give you a very clear answer as to what they value the most in their career. It's either Bathurst or it's the championship. Championship's done now. So mm. for all of those drivers, they don't give a toss where they are in the championship right now. It's not like they're going to earn another $50,000 for the team in money, success money, if they come up a spot or the two. The only thing would that, that uh, would... I wouldn't say worry them. That would concern them is P2 and 3. That's about it, I think. You know, you wouldn't want to lose P2 by doing something silly and you wouldn't want to lose, you know, a podium finish in the championship by doing something silly. But would I risk a P3 in the championship for Bethes win? Absolutely. There you go. And that proves my point. But some wouldn't. But some wouldn't. I'll tell you who I've been impressed with in the championship this year and it's a – we'll come back to it, Nimsy, but it's it's – the consistency of Will Davo. Like it, the, the much lauded Anton Di Pasquale, who has been bullet quick the last four weeks particularly. Will Davo, n- nothing spectacular. Poles. Has he had one pole? I think he's had he's one had, pole. He's had one pole in Darwin. One pole no in Darwin. Wins. That's right. No race wins. Chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. Currently P3 in the championship. Yep. Um, a, an amazing da- effort. And I don't think he's getting enough credit for it. At the triple but ground, didn't he get uh, two poles? Yeah, he did. Back to back. Back to back. There you go. So, look, SMP, it threatened to be, it was certainly was for mine on Saturday and half of Sunday, the best of the four SMP events. The support categories were good. 
Um, the crowd was really good. If you looked at it, mm-hmm. um, there was parking cars parked up and down the hill. There was mm. people sitting on the hill at turn one. The grandstand was full. There was people beside the track everywhere you could see. So it was really well attended, which I'm so happy for because the first three events were, were rubbish. Um, so it was disappointing, I think, Stevie J, that four SMP4 and race 30 got canned because it was threatening to be the best weekend of, of racing uh, of all of the SMPs, Nimsy. I will mention, though, like, you know, at least kudos to supercars. I mean, they, at least they offered a refund on Sunday because they kind of had to. Because I feel like a lot of fans that did rock up on Sunday were robbed a little bit, but at least they've sort of done the right thing. Here. Look, we sh- we'll, we'll meet you halfway here. Have your, have your dollars back. Thanks for coming out. Totally. Yeah. But, shouldn't, but shouldn't they? Like if you pay good money, like if you if you don't get a three day ticket, say you just get a, a Sunday ticket, and you bring the family and go, okay, we'll go out there. It's going to cost us what? A family ticket's going to be what? Stevie J, one hundred and fifty, one hundred and eighty bucks mm. for mum, dad, two kids. Yep. You get out there, and by lunchtime, they throw the white flag and say, "See you later. It's all over." Um, I, I, I think I don't think you could do anything but give the money back, could you? Yes, they saw S five thousand. Yes, they saw qualifying. Yes, I saw Trans Am and 86, so they did get a level of entertainment. But the reality is, it, it's that'd be like, I don't mean this disparagingly, Nimsy and Steve, but it'd be like going to see, it, or you go to the circus and all you see is the clowns and not the circus. Mm. You want your money back. So I don't think supercars had a choice to do it. It would have been massively bad PR. It was being pushed by Adderton. Peter Adderton, the the uh, the owner of Boost Mobile, pretty heavily on the socials that they needed to get it back, um, and I'm I'm glad they did, and I'm glad we're not carrying that into our grand final now. That there's a question from supercars as to whether they should give the money back because those punters in that weather, if you made the decision and the commitment to go out there with that threatening weather, you deserved your money back because that was a huge commitment. Uh, text in from Jeff from Hamilton Hill here on the text line, 0433 if you want to be part of it. Uh, hey, boys, bear with me, please. First up, lots of crew were saying four weeks at SMP was a snooze fest, but after waiting so long for racing to come back, I absolutely loved it. Great to see some aggressive racing and different strategies, but I was so disappointed when the last race was cancelled. I get it, safety first, but the Esky was full, the Lazy Boy warm, and I was waiting. And I think Jeff pretty much sums up a lot of the Supercars fans because we understand how hard it was to get everything up and running. We are very appreciative, but at the same time, I think we're all, we're all, we didn't want it to end with a wet blanket. No, like four not at all. weeks at SMP to finish yeah. like that. Well, yeah. and as I said, it was threatening to crescendo brilliantly. It was threatening that race was going to be sensational because Saturday night's race was unbelievable. That yeah. that race between SVG, Win Cup, that was absolutely sensational. Waters and actually, waters, you know, yeah, putting a we've bit talked of a fight. We've talked about it before that I'm not a big fan for the dual compound thing, Steve J. And I think what I'm not a fan of is when we see a race that is stipulated one or either or one of the, the two compounds. Like you've got to run softs now, you've got to run hards now, whatever. Um, when we have a race that you can run soft and hards together, like Formula One do, that was good. Because that race on Saturday night threatened – it was just – you never know – you never knew who was going to win. Mm. That's the sort of racing we want to see. Yeah, and I think that moving forward, you know, that's something that they need to look at because – you get to some of these races and 
you know, they, they might tell you that, you know, you've got hards and softs or whatever, but because of the length of the races, uh, the shorter races, basically the, uh, and especially when there's not multiple pit stops, um, the strategy is sort of already set, you know, like when you go. You know what's going to happen. Well, you know. You're going to go backwards because you've got rubbish tyres and everyone's got good tyres yeah, or whatever. Or, or whatever. But, but basically when it's a shorter race, like a 120K race with one pit stop, you know, apart from somebody sort of mid-pack or worse, who's going to maybe do something totally different to try to get some track position, um, they're all going to do the same thing. They're all going to start on the same compound tyre and they're all going to finish on the same compound tyre. So you might as well just have a one compound tyre race. You know? I agree, yeah. Um, so when you when you throw in a 250k race with multiple pit stops and multiple options for strategies, you know, like running the soft tyre twice, which a lot of people didn't think of, um, that's what's created that race that you, you love, Matty, yeah. at, that night. So That was I, great. I think that was great. And I think that, you know, that was the, obviously the highlight for the weekend, but I'm sure we'll probably talk about it more later. But, you know, that, that Sunday race, um, you know, I'm, I'm very disappointed with mm. that and, and, and how it transpired, considering other categories raced in worse conditions. Can uh, I ask you a question? Shane Van Gisbergen's won Bathurst and he's now won two championships. Is he among the greats yet? Based on those he, two results? I think, he's, yeah. I think he's definitely getting there for sure. Absolutely. What, what makes know, him become one of the greats? Well, you know, I mean, he won the he won his first championship the first year at, at uh, his current team at Red Bull. 2016? Yep. 2016 or 17? 16. 16. 16. So, Did my research this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but obviously, you know, it's it's been, you know, and then and obviously his teammate won it in 2017. So, um you know, there's been a few lean years, and yes, I know Scotty Mack was there and, and, and dominated, and he probably would have won another one if Scotty Mack wasn't around. But um, I think he needs to beat Jim Richards. Yep. Jim Richards has got four. Yep. I think he needs to be better than Jim. Jim's got four Australian Touring Car Championship titles. Mm. And Scotty with three back to back to back. Scotty with but three. Scotty with three back to back, though. So that's a bit, that's a different kettle of fish again. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think, and then how many baths has Jim got? Seven. 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 So I and he's one of the like he is one of the greats. He's mm. right up there with Brocky, DJ, your old man. Um, I'm I'm not sure is Shane going to continue. From what you know of him, he's he, you know him very well. Yeah, is he just going to continue on supercars now for the next twenty years, or oh. can you see him just going? Oh, I've had enough now. One, two championships, maybe three, two Bathurst one thousands, whatever. It depends. It I'm depends out. on how he's feeling. It depends on how he's enjoying it at the moment. He's really enjoying it. You know, I, he still doesn't enjoy the fame side of it and, no, and the, the TV clear. side of it. That's just, that's, that's just Shane, you know, like he's quite a private person. He's so different. He's a, he's a much different person that I know outside of motorsport than what people see on the TV. And, um, you know, he just loves racing. I can't see him giving up racing. No, uh, he loves driving. Doesn't matter what he drives, whether it's drift cars or rally cars or supercars or GT cars. Open wheelers. Open wheelers. You know, like just he just wants to drive, and he doesn't want to do all that fluffy stuff. But he's got to do all that fluffy stuff around the edges because that's or he doesn't drive, or he doesn't drive exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so to answer your question, he could go anywhere. He could go and drive GT in Europe. He could. He could do anything, you yeah. know, because he's got that um, he's got that respect from the motorsport. You know, he can go and race rally. They were talking about him going to race rally, world rallycross. 
You know, he's, he's, he's that well known around the world. So I, I think that, honestly, he could go and do whatever he wants. He's the sort of bloke to me, Stevie J, that doesn't give a rat's fat clacker about <laughs> stats or anything no. else. No. He doesn't care. If he, feel, if he feels in between his eyeballs and yep. between his ears that he's done a great job, he doesn't. I don't. He doesn't strike me as a sort of bloke that needs to go and get better than Jamie. Do better than Jamie, yeah. like seven, or better than Brock at nine, or or better than Jimmy at four touring touring car championships. He's not a numbers bloke. Yeah. When if he's enjoying it, he'll stay. If he's not, he's earned enough money. Probably doesn't have to work again for another day in his life. I'll tell you, one, he could probably de- retire. The thing is, though, Matty, I think that he is a bit of a numbers guy in terms of achievement because I remember. There's a couple of years in, at the last Sandown 500 where he had that right rear that blew out. Remember? Yes. Yep. Uh, he was so gutted because he's just like, oh, I've never won the Sandown 500 and I really wanted to do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I think, he, I think he wants to do that sort of stuff. I yeah. think he wants to tick all of those boxes, possibly win at every circuit that he goes to. But he doesn't have to win it two, three, four, no, yeah, five, six, right. seven, eight, nine times to, to feel satisfied. Mm. Of course, he's an athlete. And he's a competitive guy. Of course he wants to win. I'm not saying that. I just He doesn't strike me as a bloke that needs to hang on for the record books, is I guess what I'm saying. And so he may go over and do may, – may toss in supercar at the end of his contract. And then you're right, go over and do rallycross or go and do rally or go and do GT in America GT. or Australia or in Europe or something like America, that. America, whatever he does. He's, he's done the Daytona 24 hours several times. So he, he, there's many things he could go and drive and do and make a good living out of. It'll be fascinating to see what he does from here, Nimsy. Yeah, and hopefully we, we don't, we're not robbed of him for the next couple of years. But uh, that was our Bendix Brakes big moment. Uh, put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes. If you'd like to text in, 0433981116 is our number. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. We get our person off the track update. That is coming up next. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. We are back all together in on The Driver's Seat for another week after my uh, absence of being a close contact of someone that had... <laughs> <laughs> Funny favourite one. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. Uh, is she an American? Uh, you think? <laughs> Coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think she's from the west of Sydney. Um, uh, let's get to some text here. Oh uh, four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. If you'd like to text in, um, this one is from Christian. Would SVG consider IndyCar? He did some. Um, did some open oh, I reckon. Stuff. Some oh, TRS or Toyota Racing Series yeah, in New Zealand last yeah. year and cleaned up. Why wouldn't you? From pit lane. Why yeah. wouldn't you consider IndyCar? Uh, Best open wheel series in the world. So, yep. in my opinion, which uh, I've said openly, publicly, that's not controversial. Mm. So, yeah, I think, I, I, well, I would. <laughs> Before it gets too much older, if it was going to happen, it'd have to happen at the end of this Red Bull contract. I'm, tr- I'm trying to uh, piece together Lee's text here. Uh, it's about Bathurst. Well, I'll get to that in just a moment. Speaking of Bathurst, when do you head off, Matty? Uh, I head off on... Well, I'm trying to decide whether I head off on Saturday or Sunday, boys. Uh, I pick up my Let's Go Motorhome on Friday, which I, I cannot tell you how excited oh, I am about it. Plug oh, here. well, hey, you know, why not? You know, I, I have a platform, gentlemen. <laughs> you know what you should do on your way down in the Let's Go Motorhome? You should roll into Full Throttle Cafe and grab some pies. <laughs> oh. Grab some pies. Maybe jump over to Full Throttle Custom Garage and have a look at some of their fantastic... Street machiney style work that they do. That would be cars. in Newcastle, wouldn't it, Steve? Yeah, the a, full throttle garage. Yeah, that would be in Beresfield, <laughs> Newcastle. Everybody, if you want to drop into full throttle 
Would they have parking for cafe? a Let's Go motorhome that oh, I could just park up while I eat my pie from full throttle? One, one hundred percent, they would. <laughs> and maybe grab yourself some uh, some rubs and maybe even a smoker while you're there, oh, Matty. Okay, grab Steve Johnson rubs. getting amongst it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nimsy. We're taking over the show. Where you go? I tell you what. If Mrs. Mac rings me and says, "How are you going? Off? I'm just on my way past Newcastle. I'm just going to drop into full throttle for some rubs." I'll probably get hung up on. Here's the ball for Matt McKeldin. <laughs> yep, that's what Mrs. McKeldin would do. So I will not be doing that. Uh, but, uh, no, I think so, Nimsy, maybe Saturday I'll do maybe six hours and then I'll run down on Sunday, do six hours, and then we've got a media call on Monday morning with one Jamie Wincup. I don't ooh, know what that's mm-hmm. about. Whoa. Should be I don't know of, what that's about. Should but, be a bit uh, of fun I'd imagine, that. gentlemen, we'll be seeing our first look or getting our first real look at the uh, – the new Gen 3. But that's what I suspect, but we don't know yet, so we'll yeah. see. We will find out. It's going to be a big week at Festival de Motorsport, as we have dubbed it here on the <laughs> yes. driver's seat. Uh, right yes. now, though, it is time for this. And now, it's the driver's seat off the track update. Thanks to Burson Auto Parts. Burson, we know auto parts. Yeah, we do it for Burson Auto Parts. Celebrating 50 years. It's tomorrow's headlines today. You can hear it first of all. Reading about it tomorrow, we've, we've covered some pretty big headlines uh, since we've had this segment and we appreciate Burson Auto Parts for their support because uh, we obviously talked about the news of Nick Perkat leaving Brad Jones Racing, the return mm-hmm. of a race mm-hmm. to Canberra. Remember that back in the day? That was... Uh, well, did, yes, that, that caused some consternation, heartache and grief. But we've anyway. caused a lot of, or Maddie's caused a lot of people heartache <laughs> and grief because they've now changed when they announce their news the because days. of the driver's seat. <laughs> Oh, come on now. Uh, we also talked about, uh, you know, that, that fun little uh, story that uh, Mr. Reynolds got himself involved with. Um, yeah, we kind of got that one right, didn't we? That was, a, that, that, that was the gift that kept on giving, that one. That was a three-week gift. Mm. I was surprised to see him back at SMP. I'm glad. I'm not, I'm not upset about it. I, I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's back in the championship. They didn't talk to him much till he got pole. Uh, they were still staying away from him at SMP, but... Um, uh, Did he get pole? Yeah. yeah, before the shootout. Oh, provisional pole, yeah. Provisional, yeah. Sold. sorry. Sorry, yeah. provisional in qualifying, then he went to the shootout. So. Oh, we did um, get the hit from anyway. his doctor, though. Hi, everybody. There we go. Oh, Hi, Oh, my God. Hi, Dr. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Reynolds got, uh, was that provisional bowl, sorry, on the Saturday? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Because yeah. oh, I was going to say on Sunday, yeah. he he. Was P10, but he did a cracking lap in those horrible conditions yes. and ended up P3, which I thought was a fantastic yeah. effort. No, so. he drove very well. Maybe mm. the three weeks off was good for him. Maybe it was. Who knows? Who knows? Um, so, Nimsy, let's get to our Burson off-track update, shall we? Because there's a couple of things. I'm going to cover off on a couple of things. Now, uh, Adelaide 500. Now, I know we bang on about it, but things are progressing, ladies and gentlemen. Further meetings this week have been had with the government, both sides, and they're both being really enthusiastic about it. So that continues on, which mm-hmm. we're really happy about. Let's talk Matt Payne. He has been touted Nimsy mm-hmm. as the uh, replacement for Andre Hairdryer mm-hmm. at KGR for next year. He has a history in, in Australia here of Carrera Cup and very good. He's yep. very, very good. He did so, pretty good in Super 2 as well. Well, he had lap pace but if you look at his race performances i think he stalled twice and then in the final race of the weekend in dreadful conditions mind you Mm. he put the car straight on at turn one and then put the bonnet all the way back to the windscreen windscreen. 
So he had a massive accident. Now, what I'm hearing, gents, is that no matter how he goes at Bathurst next week in the Super 2 car, he is more than likely not to be given a super licence permitting him to drive in the main game next year. Mm. So... Just seemed Correct. appropriate. That was <laughs> perfect, Nimsy. Brilliant. Um, so it's and it's hard, Nimsy, because he was damn quick, Stevie J. In the co-driver session, he topped it. Um, he was quick in Super Two, um, but he made fundamental errors. Um, despite he made errors, which literally show that he needs more experience and exactly. time in these cars. You and I talked about it. That really, he should be put in Super Two for next year. I'm not, and I'm not. Giving him a hard time. He's a great young talent. Yeah. He's fast. He's come out of go-karts like 18 months ago or something. Another like, man, literally. literally. But, you know, there is a way to get to the pinnacle and there is a way to get to the pinnacle too early. Mm. And, you know, I think that, you know, and we both spoke about it, Manny. You can't just breeze your way. It doesn't matter how – I mean, I know Verstappen, he's extraordinary and I think – the what he and you know you you were always giving me um, a hard time about Max because I was always Max and you're always Lewis or whatever we were doing yeah. back then. Yeah. But um, yeah, and he was he would he would make mistakes and he would take people out and he would crash and he would do a lot of that sort of stuff. That's what will happen if Matt Payne gets a main game seat next year. Agreed. He needs some more laps, more time. He needs to go to more circuits as. He would have gone to maybe 20% of the circuits, or 30% of the circuits that you go to on supercars yep. before he gets there in a supercar if he runs next year. So he needs, he needs that time in those seats to get, to get familiar with those cars and understand what he needs to do to be not so much fast over one lap, but fast over 50. So the question then is that if he doesn't get his super license granted for next year, his dispensation. Andre, He's just been well. Mm. He's, he's got to get a license. Yeah. Um, Andre hairdryer's off to to BJR. That means there's a vacuum. There's going to be a seat available at um, at Kelly Grove Racing or, or Grove Racing as it's going to be next year. So here are the names that I'm hearing are being talked about. Unfortunately, not our friend Chris Pither. Or Shut up, of his, my little friend. And his. Coke money. Yeah. Uh, we will not be saying Chris, apparently. The names that are being bandied around, Richie Stanaway to make a comeback, potentially. Now, that will either be on a full time, and the extension of that for Stanaway is that if he doesn't get that drive, there is every chance we will see him doing all the wildcard rounds next year mm-hmm. and the Bathurst 1000 with Murphy again. And you would imagine a big assumption, but did you imagine that would be with Erebus in the car that they've prepared? With boost backing. With boost backing. So that's a big one. We'll have to wait and see on that. Zane Goddard. Again, yeah. Zane drove really well over the weekend. He's a, he's a talented kid. And the music has stopped and the, everyone's sitting down on their chairs. And there's one chair there that three or four people are going to start punching on over. Yeah. And Zane's got pace. So Zane could absolutely... Uh, have a an opportunity to get back into the main game for next year, which I think would be good for him if he did. I'm thinking I'm liking Stanaway mm. though at the moment, and then uh, the one of the fifty other Kostekis that are 
that's that's running around the place who From did the, the wild card, mm-hmm. the Kostecki family. Mm-hmm. So we know that we know that uh, Brody's in with Erebus. We know that Jake is going to uh, Tickford. And I've had a mental blank on Kurt? his Kurt Kostecki, thank you. Kurt Kostecki's also being spoken about. Yeah, he's done a good job. I reckon he's done a good job. On the limited miles that he's had, I reckon he's done a good job with Walkinshaw Andretti. Mm-hmm. Um, and he could fit into that role absolutely as well. Disappointed that Chris is not being spoken about, but anyway, it is what it is. But um yeah, so Stanaway could be uh could be on the go. Um finally Mm. Oh, let me go back to a bit. The, the thing I know, I'll tell you how I know about the whole uh, Adelaide 500 thing returning yeah. is that the current government, remembering that they're heading off to a, election. an election fairly election. soon, yep. um, rang a number of people that I know in Adelaide during the week asking polling questions. And the first question off the bat was, did we make a mistake getting rid of the Adelaide 500? <laughs> so they're listening. They're, they're, they're asking the question. They're asking the question. Anyway, so... Um, the other thing I'm hearing, and I want to know from you, Stevie J, because there's a lot of we're going to talk about it a little bit further, but there's a lot of talk about who on the weekend said it was too wet to race. Was it the drivers? Was it race control? Was it a combination of the of both of them? I'd heard from a number of drivers that said they would have driven. Well, but Nick I've Perkett also actually, heard Nick Perkett actually joined uh, the SEM Breakfast team and pretty emphatically put a a big thing like, no, no, all us drivers, we wanted to get out there. Well, I'd heard also that a lot of the drivers didn't want to continue on, that it was too dangerous, that they were risking let's, – let's be factual. They're not going to risk their health. They risk their health every time they get in a car, whether it's in the dry or, or the wet. So it's risking the cars. And I believe that a lot of them thought more heavily about the car safety, given the border situation, than the actual driver safety so it was interesting because that's a really contentious question at the moment about SMP. Was it drivers or was it team owners or was it uh, race control that really put the pressure on to kill race 30 of the Supercars yeah. Championship? I'm, yeah. Do you want me to answer that? Yeah, I do. Have we got time, Nimsy? Well, I'll tell you. Hold off there because we'll get to our mailbag because we had a lot of our fans jump on our socials. Didn't we? What? And yep. have their own opinion. So we'll we'll lump that in into one big old package in the driver's seat mailbag. Oh, stay tuned, everyone. This is going to be big. Wait to hear what i got to say. We're going to open up the driver's seat sack, and it's full of mail. Um, (laughs) That sounds painful, but righto. (laughs) does sound a little bit, but uh, nonetheless, that was our off-the-track update for Burson Auto Parts. They're known for first-class knowledge and service. We'll get some of your thoughts in the mailbag. That's coming up next. And, Lee, we're going to get to your text as well. Oh, of course, yes. 0433 981116 if you want to be part of the show. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. A little bit fine that, there. That's, that was that's really the closest fine. one yet, Nimsy, I reckon that was. We were having a conversation air, off air about Gen 3, and there might have been the odd expletive thrown around. I might just, have S-bombed it. We, we came right up against the fence then. I, I just saw I was just like, I was just like, <laughs> and I was just, all of a sudden it's just. Oh, in the fence, it's massive. Uh, it's, it's, like we've just, it's like we've just teed off Nimsy on a par three, and oh. my ball was heading straight for the hole, and the wind got it and just landed off the green. <laughs> uh, but let's Let's get to the driver's seat mailbag. Postman Pat, Postman Pat, Postman Pat, and his black and white cat. 
Yes, uh, and I'll tell you what, we would absolutely love to go through all of the responses that we've had on our social media, but uh, as you boys have seen, there's just there's too many comments to get mm. through. We'd be here like well, past, past midnight going I through I tried to answer a lot of them the other day when I had a five-minute downtime. 35 minutes later, I was still writing answers to everything <laughs> on the uh, on the Facebook. So, it, look, it, it certainly it was a great question from you, Nimsy, and it certainly didn't get the ire of, of our listeners, mm. Stevie J, because, I mean, literally over 100-odd comments. Um, I'll get to some of these. So Tedwin put in, um, yeah, super tutored race, but was red flagged and abandoned after seven laps. With more safety car than racing laps, the main game was headed for a similar result. Um, Dale went and mentioned if Bathurst wasn't a week away and every team could get home to repair a bent car, then go for it. With Bathurst so close and teams unable to travel home, they were never going to run. Uh, Joanne also took a, an interesting one here. Do you realise that there were flag marshals stood down for the day because they were saturated, standing in a two-metre square metallic... Um, Structure. Yeah. Or the TV crew out in the weather. The call may have also been an OH&S issue. Uh, Benjamin said, absolutely not. It honestly wasn't raining that bad. Yeah, it was constant but not heavy. I'm sure the drivers have enough skill to slow to the conditions. And uh, DJR17 underscore Giles said, for anyone not at the track or hasn't driven a race car in anger, in those conditions, I think it's hard to make that call. So as you can see, a varying amount of responses. And when you get over, you know, a hundred odd comments, you're going to get uh, a mixed bag of stuff. And Christians text in with what's the point of having wet tires if they don't race in the wet. Mm. <laughs> Which is a good point. Exactly. Yep. Oh, look, I think it's one of the more controversial things we've seen this week, this, yep. this year, CBJ. Um, we've been limited in race miles, but um, one of the great protagonists of this discussion and he and he and Adderton continue to poke the bear with a stick is Paul Morris by posting photos of you know your time mm-hmm. CBJ where you guys ran in rivers of of water coming across the track and you couldn't see anything and and I think the overriding thing for me is that and I think someone pointed it out in the mailbag that if the cars weren't driving two weeks later. We would have still been racing. Yep. If the teams, the Queensland teams, could have gotten back to uh, to Queensland to repair cars, I reckon we would have still been racing. I think it was a, I think it was an attempt to simply save the cars to be able to get it to Bathurst. Call it SVG wins a championship. That part's all over. Everyone now focuses towards Bathurst. It was a strategic call. Maybe I'm overplaying it too much. I don't know, but mm. I just thought, why would you cancel it? Particularly Stevie J, when we saw all of the support categories get out there. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, from what I'm hearing. Uh, I'm hearing that uh, all but one driver um, wanted to keep racing. All but one. Yeah, and wow. I'm hearing that all but one team wanted to keep racing. And I'm hearing, obviously, it wasn't the drivers. It wasn't 98% of the teams. And it wasn't race control that made the decision. Can I paint you into a corner? No. <laughs> Here we go. And, and, and just like COVID uh, and just like a spy movie, if I have the right answer as to who that team and driver was, can you cough twice down the microphone? <laughs> Was it Jamie Wincup and Triple Eight? Jamie being the new team owner coming through, didn't want to repair the cars. And was it Triple Eight? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Did someone say KFC? I don't care. <laughs> so look, that would make that would make sense. Um, 
he knew he wasn't going to win the championship. And so the call that, you know, he said, I don't want to race and all that kind of stuff. So really, really interesting. Cause you're not going to get a straight answer out of anyone. No, we could go up and down pit lane on Monday at Bathurst when we're there and we could say, Hey, listen, did you want to race or did you not want to race? Come on, you can tell us. <laughs> and we won't get an answer. No. Except for Nick Perkett, who'll openly say, I wanted to race. But interestingly enough, yes, that you you may be close to the mark there, Matthew, or on it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, ultimately that's not what decided it, you know, because they don't no, race control it. have to do that. But negative. It wasn't race control. It wasn't race control. Oh, see, do tell. No, that's all I can say. So it was team driven. And it was team owner driven. It was higher than race control. Mm. Interesting. Well, the only one we get up there is, well, you either have team and Roland Dane and stuff like that, or you go up to Sean Seymour and you go from there, which if it was Sean Seymour, I don't understand why that would happen given that you also have broadcast rights to have to try and get through. But I guess because they'd done 10 laps under the safety car or whatever it was, it had ticked that box. Maybe. (laughs) <laughs> you should see what I'm looking at, folks. He does not have a great poker face. So that's interesting. If it was Sean Seymour that called a halt to that, I think that's appalling. Mm. That no. is appalling. He is a, he is not. He is an administrator. He is not a team owner and or driver. He is an administrator. So if that's the case, that deserves a whole lot more investigation. I just think oh, that... Oh, shit. <laughs> Did I say shit? Sorry. Uh, thank you, Larko. It was. We we both think it was that. But yeah, I ultimately the decision should have come down to the drivers, mo- that and Motorsport Australia. Absolutely, get them all in a room and say, boys, can we do it safely or not? Yep. Yes, we can. No, we can't. Okay, fine, great. We can or we can't. Press on or put the condoms anyway. on the cars. Anyway, that's allegedly from from my view. <laughs> well. <laughs> Hey, You're let, supposed to say that before you say it, allegedly. Let us know what you think. <laughs> 0433 98 11 16 or pop it on our Facebook. Fo- I know uh, You said it. Matty. I learned that legal I advice. I didn't say it. You said it. <laughs> uh, we've got the driver's seat power rankings coming up in just a moment. We're going to update after SMP4. But you're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Maddie, you're in the poo No, I'm not. You're in the poo <laughs> Oh, McKeldin, we've lost the left rear wheel. <laughs> Back with more straight after this. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Um, and just a quick reminder, the all-new Driver's Seat app is podcast interviews, news, and videos. It is a must for all motorsport fans. Before but is get... it all new? I think we need to change that because we've had it for about 12 months. What's that? The all-new driver's seat app. It's not really all-new anymore. Well, saying the... Actually, no, no, because we've got some... <laughs> we do have some... We've got I don't new know, content on it. Yeah. Okay. Righto. Okay. Jeez. I got outvoted. That's fine. Jeez, yeah. Ross, look at this. Oh, oh <laughs> God. How about that? He's in defence! The phone's in defence! They're all in defence! <laughs> all three of us. Throw <laughs> <laughs> so, um, a quick grenade in there while yep. I'm, you know... Anyway, um, let's get uh, let's get to some text before we get to our power ranking because I have yes. a feeling that <laughs> you boys need to do the rankings first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll get to these texts. Uh, this is from Christian. Thanks for tuning in, Christian. Surely Christian's one... on the hard cut. He Christian is flat, is flat out on the. He has got PlayStation tonight. fingers tonight. Oh. Good work, Christian. Love your work. Uh, surely one team can't rule the sport like that. It just proves that Red Bull have so much power. It's a joke. 
Yeah. Well, as we said, Christian, we're not sure whether it was Red Bull or whether it was uh, allegedly perhaps higher than that. Higher than that. Mm. <laughs> Have you got the backing up sound there? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it may have even come higher from higher than that, um, uh, Christian. So don't worry. I am going to get the secret squirrel people out chatting about that. I am going to do lots of discussions during the week. And when we get to Bathurst next week, We'll be able to report it a little bit more in depth, Very perhaps. Good. But you're right, Christian. No team should have more power than anyone or another. Stella backing up work there, boys. That's oh, me. I just, yeah, just driving my truck. Watch it, boys. Anyway. Well, get, out, get out of the way, Sean. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> 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 hey, look at that shot! <laughs> You're about to get run over by the Johnson backing up. Uh, but one Very more, funny. one more too. What about the big G, Nimsy? We oh, he's, yeah. he texted in a little bit earlier, and I then we, then I lost it because I'm so hopeless on a computer. Uh, good, look at this. Good to hear Nims is back. Oh, hey, look at yeah, good that. Love for the Nimsy. Yeah, see us. I heard that we don't have a proper wet tyre in supercars due to the expense. This is obviously we, we chatted about this before. I think Christian wrote something in. Yep. Uh, if this is true, what is the shelf life of a tyre? Couldn't we make enough stock for, say, two races and then carry them around to the meets? Have a safe, safe trip to Bathurst. Thanks, Big G. Um, yeah, it's it's funny one, that, because the Dunlop tyre has been designed to be very durable, okay, and you can basically run that tire in the dry and it doesn't destroy itself. So that's what they wanted. Um, you know, very, very different to what, say, you, you look at Formula One, Maddie. Mm. their monsoon tire pumps out something oh. ridiculous like 80 litres a second yep. of water. 80 mm. litres a second. That's insane. You know, um, much, much softer tire. And you, we've seen, oh, we've, we've seen Lewis Hamilton win races on a, a wet tire that's basically ball back yeah. to slicks on yep. a drying track, yep. uh, and similar similar thing to in supercars. But the I think the Dunlop wet, it is a different tire. It is a different construction, I believe. Uh, but I'm not sure about the compound. I think the compound Maybe. might be basically a hard compound tire of the slick, just cut. To a wet. Maybe we should get Kevin Fitzsimmons from Dunlop. Yeah, we should. We chat. should chat to him next week we should, at Bathurst. We'll, absolutely. We'll do <laughs> and that get and a get an of, idea. Yeah, yep, exactly. Let's do that. Hunt let's him down. That. And um, um, Nimsy Lee text in. He said, hey, guys, can you give a huge shout-out to Gordo? There you go. There's your shout-out. Uh, he's a massive motorsport fan in well, 2012. I love how you, I love how you short. That's Gordon. He's not Gordo. It's Gordon. He Gordon. might not Sorry, like Gordo. Gordon. Sorry, Gordon. Gordo. <laughs> Uh, in 2012, we travelled to Bathurst and hit two huge kangaroos driving Gordon's four-wheel drive. Gordon was only worried about getting to Bathurst. We made it. He's a legend in his own time. Cheers, Lee. Good on you, Gordon. Hey, Good Lee you, Gordon. and Gordo. I'm just going to call him Gordo. Uh, if you like get it. to, well, I'm sure he doesn't. He can tell me personally <laughs> if he's at Bathurst again. Come down. He can come to and the knock trans- down. <laughs> he can come and knock down the door on your Let's Go Motorhome. Absolutely. Grab and a full throttle cafe pie, <laughs> full throttle barbecue pie, yep. and just Gavin. have a chin wag with Matty about the kangaroo and his ute and his name. There will be a sign on my Let's Go Motorhome on the doors, Kubota Racing on the weekend. Welcome feel free to Gordo. come and say g'day. <laughs> <laughs> come and feel free to say g'day. We're camping. We'll have beers. It'll be good fun. Mm. Um, uh, now, let's get let's uh, put this back on the rails for a little bit because we're going to get to the driver's seat power rankings. This is the driver's seat power rankings. 
Now, the Power Rankings update after SMP3. Uh, Shane Van Gisbergen sits comfortably on top on 23 votes, although the gap has been closed just a little bit. Anton De Pasquale with 16 in P2. Will Davison in P3 with 14 votes. Chas Mossett and Will Brown equal fourth on 11 votes, then six votes to Cam Waters, Brody Kostecki, Tim Slade and Zane Goddard. Five votes to Jade... Uh, Jamie Winkup, three votes to Mark Winterbottom, two votes to Scotty Pine, Lukey Yulden, and one vote to Andre Humpgardner, Jake Kostecki, Jack Smith, and Thomas Randall. Who wants to go first, gents? I'll go first. You go first. <laughs> right. <laughs> I had mine written down at five o'clock this afternoon. So, Did you? Yeah. Yeah, right. After last week's embarrassing show, I actually spent some time doing research, <laughs> Nimsy. Okay. Oh, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with one point. I'm gonna give one point to Cam Waters. I think that was a, you know, obviously strategy induced, you know, uh, but they've had a shocking run at SMP the last four weeks, and for Cam to crack a podium, I think was good for them. I think that'll be, you know, I guess it was long time coming, and that'll be good two weeks leading into Bathurst, you know, mm-hmm. so I think that's that's great for them. I'm going to give Nick Perkett two points because yep. I think he did a great job and I think he drove exceptionally well in the wet qualifying and then the shootout lap was amazing. Uh, this stellar job there. And I'm just going to give three to SVG because how could you not? How could you not? Yeah, totally. You know, yep. so yeah, yep. sensational job, drove brilliantly, utilised the strategy that they did on Saturday night and he's now the 2021 champion. I am going to give one point to Scott Pye because in practice one, he was 23rd. In practice two, he was ninth. Full throttle barbecue pie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. He qualified seventh and he raced to six. Yep. That showed solid progression yep. from something that was clearly – a Barry Crocker of a car mm. in 23rd, like he would have gotten out of that car and gone, mate, I'm going home. Mm. This is going to be a, a bullish weekend. Uh, I'm going home. So really good digging. Well done, mate. He dug very hard to get a good result there. I'm going to give Win Cup two points because I thought he drove exceptionally well on Saturday. Got the start, got the jump. I just thought he was brilliant. He showed me on Saturday why he's a seven-time champion. I thought he drove really, really well. And as you rightly say, how could you not give three points to SVG? Won the championship, drove well, um, had a consistently He was even fast in the wet on Sunday qualifying. Absolutely. He was up the front there. So he was top shelf. And so you give him three. And and like the last couple of years with Scotty McLaughlin, he's run away with it. He can't be caught Mm. uh, because we didn't give anything to Anton. So he's not only won the Bow Repairs Super Night, the 25 grand. He's won, or the Sydney Motorsport Cup, I should say, the Bow Repairs Sydney Motorsport Cup. He's won 25 Gorillas for that. He's won his second championship. But the one that I know that he will cherish be, forever. Absolutely. The one that will go to the wall is the driver's seat power ranking. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Nimsy? As, as, as Stevie you... J picks up his phone to text SVG the good news as we speak, we will come yep. back with the, uh, with the reaction from the man. <laughs> What do you reckon his reaction would be? What do you reckon he would be doing right now, Nimsy? Stevie J. Oh, oh, I don't. Oh, jeez. From I what I know of SVG, I'm not sure well, we could say it on air. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I, he would be on. Well, send him the text and let's see what we get back. 
Um, that was our power rankings. We've got our race rewind coming up. Text in 0433 98 11 16 if you'd like to be part of the program. This is the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. And normally I'm pretty on the ball when it comes to uh, where we've got our breaks. But, but remember, I was... Not I, tonight, folks. Well, remember, I was a listener last week. Um, so, so I didn't yeah. have to do anything. I could sit back and enjoy the... messaging in. It was even come up with your name on the mm. screen. The, uh, I could sit back and enjoy the banter. I forgot that I'm not a listener today. <laughs> I've actually got to do the uh, the show. But, um, <laughs> hey, look, let's... Uh, Let's read some text before we get to our race rewind. Uh, do you want to get that one from uh, the big G there, Matty? The big G. Hey, boys, forgot to add, what's the betting that Max hits Lewis in one of the last two races to clinch this year's title? Oh, I've been thinking G. about that too. Controversial. Yep. Probably. Been, yeah, <laughs> might hit happen. the wall. <laughs> the next grab of that Nimsy for next year is, I hit Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Copy, out. Max. <laughs> I tell you what, it's getting. We're going to talk about it in Formula One wrap just in a second. But boy, it's getting fruity, isn't it? It Ooh. is. Between the team owners, I mean, that's way more fruity than we ever see in supercar. Mm-hmm. These guys are dead set throwing haymakers at each other whilst they're sitting five feet from each other in press conferences. <laughs> so it's not like things are reported, you know, sneakily. These guys are saying it to their faces. Anyway, we'll we'll get onto that a little bit later, Nimsy. Um, so we'll have to wait and see, Big G. But it it uh, begs a very big question. And the last two super uh, supercar, the last two Formula One races at Jetta and Yas Marina are going to be absolutely sensational. Uh, from Christian, if Percat wins Bathurst, will Brad Jones be happy or bitter after Percat's backflip? Don't worry, uh, Christian. Brad Jones is bitter, whether he wins Bathurst or not. He is not happy, Jan. Mm. So. We'll see what happens there. And Greg from Upper Coomera in relation to cancelled race 30 of the Supercars Championship. Contractual agreements and contracts are filled. Money in the bank. Fulfilled. Money in the bank. Targets down. Go to an ad break. (laughs) There we go. Controversial, Greg. What about the other one from Christian that we've got here? About your top three chances for Bathurst. Who would they be, Matty? I've got three here. I know you're not prepared. That's well, why I thought I'd bring this up early. You know, I'm going to give you my three. And this is not top three. This is not in any order. This is just a top three of what I think. Okay. ADP and Tony Delberto. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. SVG Tander. Waters and Moffat. Hmm. Who's Luffy with today? Luffy oh, Bri- is Bryce, isn't he? with Bryce. Yes. No disrespect to Bryce. Then, you know, but... it's hard. You can't, you can't count out Chaz. I mean, there's so many, but... If you've got to give a top three, I'm just throwing in a bit of a different mix there. Well, I'm a little bit like you, only because you, on current form, how could you not be? Tander and SVG, ADP and TD, Tony D. Um, my little wild card in there, my roughy, my outside chance, Chaz and Lee Holdsworth. Yeah. I reckon. Yeah, it's pretty good too. I reckon. Chaz, Chaz steps up there mm-hmm. when he's not hitting his teammate like he did with Waters. But yep. um, I think Chaz is due. I think that team's due. Mm. Although you know, coming off the a, back of the form of SMP for the last four weeks, you'd have to think that they won't even make the top ten in qualifying. No, nah, it's we'll a different. See. It is a different. Different world when you get different there. world yep. there. And you know, I'm throwing in a a fourth. A, and what do you call a fourth? It's not like a. It's not like a. It's not even like a roughy. I mean, I, I'm thinking either of the two Erebus cars are going to be 
damn fast up there either. Brody and D. Russ well. or Will Brown and who's Will with? Uh, um, uh, Perkins. Pack Perkins. Perkins. Jack. Jeez, yeah, I would Pack love Jones. to see D. Russ win it. Yeah. I'd love to see Dave Russell win it. Yeah. 21 years. Can you years imagine ag- how fast he would walk after, after winning that? He walks <laughs> walk. at 18 yeah. million kilometres an hour. Legs. 21 years ago, I met David Russell for the first time at Bathurst with my good mate Shane Rigby mm-hmm. while we were camping up there and he was driving a Proton Satria in the production car championship 21 years ago. So I've known D. Russ for a very long time and I'd love to see him win it. Speaking of race rewinds, time to get to our race rewind. This is the driver's seat race rewind. Here we do it. Thanks to Gates Australia. Don't compromise. Choose Gates Premium Belts, Hose and Hydraulics. Now, last week, there was a bit of a kerfuffle over the 2015 Bathurst and the 2018 Bathurst, and Matty had a couple of wires crossed. So I thought, let's look back at the 2018 <laughs> Super Cheap Auto Bathurst 1000. The 2018 Super Cheap Auto Bathurst 1000. Last year's race winner is our leader by three car lengths from a bloke that's won it six times. Craig Lowndes right on the back of Reynolds. Both of them highly capable, both with very quick cars. There's nothing in it at the moment. Oh, he's got a problem. Oh, he's got, got a problem under legs. So this is a change for the league. David Reynolds has got a problem in the car. New leader of the race is Craig Lowndes. He's got a massive cramp in his leg, David Reynolds. Age is no barrier. Craig Lowndes, with one corner to go, is about to become a seven-time winner at Mount Panorama. Congratulations, Craig Lowndes. What a story. It certainly was a story. Um, you got to say, it was a fairy tale and a nightmare for uh, two teams that yep. weekend at uh, Mount Panorama. How could, uh, I mean... What a send-off for Craig in his final full-time season. You know, you, you just couldn't have. And, you know, I know Dave deserved that. They were the pace setters all week as well as they were the previous year. But, man, like, you've got Craig Lowndes early. What was he then? He was, like, probably 42. Two? Yeah, 42, I reckon. And absolutely towed up his uh, much more highly regarded teammates all weekend. All weekend, did a stellar job. Him and Richo, two of the old hands, and um, pulled off another great win. This was a race I actually did see. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike last week's, which I didn't see because I was driving back to Sydney when it happened. I had no idea and I didn't do my research. Anyway, did my research this week. And this was a race. This was a fairy tale race, wasn't it? Not if you were David Reynolds. Not if you were David Reynolds. If you are Craig Lowndes... This was a fairy tale race because this was the last race for people like Paul Dumbrell and Jason Bright. Those boys didn't get a win. No. Um, so I, if it was one of those ones, like back in 2006. I when, was leading my last one till I hit the fence. Does that count? <laughs> Not really. Oh, but okay. you did lead. You led. Hey, you led the Bathurst 1000. Well done. Um I think there are scripts in Craig Lowndes' life, like in 2006 when we buried Brocky and he won in the Triple Eight car. Um, that was that was a fairy tale scripted moment yep. in our sport. As was this was another one. As was uh, sorry, go back again. 2006. Yes, correct. Yes, <laughs> is that that's the that's the Peter Brock better electrical? <laughs> correct. I was just trying to think of the car. <laughs> well done. <laughs> with Jamie Winter. I could just always see him with that yes. black sash around oh, his the emotion. arm and the. Tears in his eyes with 
with the Brocky on with the, the Brock farewell Brocky. Fa- yeah, was it? Was it uh, like always with us? Always mm-hmm. with us. Well yep. done. Yep. So I, I just, I just that weekend was sensational and heartbreaking also because Reynolds was super fast. He was second in qualifying to Wink Up, I think, and then got pole in the shootout. He was defending what they had done the year before. So everything was in play for Erebus to go back to back, which we typically don't see at Bathurst. Um, so it was full eventful, Nimsy. There was a lot of underlying drama, a lot of underlying uh, stories to the race. Of course, it was the last race of the Falcon, Stevie J, because the next year we went into the Mustang as well. Yep. So I just, it, it had that race, 2018, had a lot to play for, Nimsy. It was a brilliant race. And uh, and Lounsey took the uh, took the chocolates. The 2018 Bathurst 1000 also had uh, Cameron Waters and David Russell taken out when their Falcon hit the wall. Because Chazzy decided to give him a little bump at uh, Forest Elbow. Did. So um, yeah. that was our race rewind. Protect your ride with complete system replacement with gates, belts, and hoses. Visit gatesaustralia.com.au. Listen to the driver's seat. We'll talk a bit of Formula One next. All thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. It is The Driver's Seat. And remember, you can rev up your smartphone with The Driver's Seat app. It's available in the App Store. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. Let's talk a bit of Formula One here. Oh, oh Verstappen no, on the inside of Vettel. They no, have Inevitable. Uh, still a classic, but uh, <laughs> but uh, let's talk about the Qatar Grand Prix. Lewis Hamilton has cruised to victory in the inaugural uh, Qatar GP, closing the gap to Maxi Verstappen in the championship point standings. Full advantage of the grid penalty that applied to uh, Maxi, but um, eight points separates him. Not bad. All I can say about Formula One this week, gentlemen, is it was the Formula One of old, boring as batish. <laughs> Uh, the only thing that kept me awake during this race or any of the lead-ups to it was the off-track shenanigans between Mr. Toto Wolf and Christian Christian Horner. Uh, It was boring. He got the lead. No one got near him. (laughs) Look, it's a motorbike track. It was never meant to be for Formula One. Mm. It's too flat. Um, It was. It's actually what it was cool to watch was their qualifying laps. Because those corners where they're holding it flat oh, through, yeah. like that's really that's cool. Like because I can understand and just see how, like the G, you watch the, oh, the G forces and, and the grip level. Insane. It's cool, but as a racetrack, we I think we all knew it was going to be terrible. Oh, and and it lived up to its expectation. Um, so I I was oh, I was disappointed for Danny Rick. You know another issue. I bet you he can't wait till we go to the new cars in twenty twenty two. Holy cow. Um, but that's really put a dampener on their McLaren's constructors with yeah, Ferrari. With Ferrari, totally, totally. The highlight for me was Alonso, clearly, absolutely. Seeing one of the old boys finally get back to the podium for the first time since twenty fourteen, from 14. memory, quite a long was time before drinks. Sensational, and the radio chat from uh, from him back to his teammate saying, "Tell him to block like a lion." Um, <laughs> Was fantastic, and it was yep. a great team effort. And Renault have done, or Alpine. So Alpine, where did Esteban finish? Fifth, I think he was trying to hold off Perez. Yep. Um, and Perez got past him on that monster long straight with DRS, so he couldn't hold him for too long. But he hold, he held him. He he let him. Well, he, he Perez got past, and then he went back after him, and he got close to him and side by side with him. So they reckon he slowed him up by about two and a half seconds, 
which was just enough breathing space to let Alonso cruise to third. So basically he repaid Alonso for what Alonso did to him. In Turkey. In Was it Turkey? Was it when, Turkey? I think when, it was. When uh, Esteban won yeah. that race. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I think the call came over. Tell him to block like a lion. Yeah. So, I, look, that was great drama. Lion's a different word that I would have – I would have used something different to lion. <laughs> oh, yeah? What's that word, Steve? Or two words? Yeah. Because I know what's coming like, out. Um, like a mother – Mother trucker. Yeah. Say <laughs> <laughs> so that fast three times. Don't. No. Um, so, look, it was it – was, it, was, um, it was good. I mean, it was okay, but it was just boring. Yeah. Good to see a night race how's, again. How's Mercedes all of a sudden – gone from well behind Red Bull to just absolutely smoking them. Well, they've got a new engine, and there is also discussion about the rear wing on the Mercedes that Christian Horner is, I believe, looking at very, very closely at at potentially protesting. That that in a straight line, their rear wing is doing something. Something boffin-y, something propeller-heady. I don't know what it is, but there's apparently some score marks due to the top plane of the wing moving under load, supposedly. So we'll have to wait and see. So it's the off-track stuff that is as equally exciting right now out of Qatar um, as the actual racing. And now we head to Jeddah. Saudi. Saudi, the Jeddah Street Race. And it'll be really interesting to see how we go there because we've never been there before. Mm -hmm. And so no one has data, no one has... Anything they can go back to the playbook and say, hey, this is what we did last year, as all, all racing car teams around the world do. They go back to what was successful the year previous. Um, so it, 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 this all... This, big straights as well. Big straights, which is going to play into, at the, on the current form, Mercedes' hands. And so this championship could literally come down to the wire, Stevie J, at Yas Marina, which would be... I think it. De- in fact, I think it deserves to. It's been such a tussle all year, Nimsy and Steve. I think it comes should come down to a win lose situation for either driver, either team, at at uh, Yas Marina. I reckon that'll be unreal. It has certainly sort of spiced it up a little bit, shook things up because it was the procession session. I mean, we've been doing this show for how long now, and every single time it's just been, yep, everyone follow Lewis. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've been doing this five years. As Murray Walker says on the ninth man, <laughs> twelfth man. man, sorry. Yeah, watching these something cars go watching round and round and round has been so something boring. So, yeah, <laughs> so, round and round and round. It's been so. I mean, Chris, boring. Christian, not of the Horner variety, has sent in another text saying, "In in F one, what does Max have to do better to beat Lewis in the last two races?" Stevie J, you're the man with the glittering career. I'll ask you, what does he have to do? Start first and beat him to the finish line. Written, spoken, and authorised by Steve Johnson on behalf of the Drivers' Seat Show. Get to the black and white flag first. <laughs> Steve Johnson does the business. He there certainly does. Oh. <laughs> um, this is the Drivers' Seat. We'll wrap it all up in just a moment. But we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is the Drivers' Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to the Drivers' Seat. Almost time to wrap it up. What was that? That was the... I just... I just... Thanks to the driver. Oh, good, good oh to see. shit. Did I say shit? Sorry. 
good to see. So he dropped something and then just looked at me and then there was nothing and it was like. What was that? I got away with that. And Nimsy goes, what was that? Yeah, it's like, holy cow, is he? Because normally what happens is I could see both of them on camera and I can yep. see Maddie. But this time around, I, did, I just I didn't know if you just had a brain bleed and passed no, out on the I desk or something. I, I might have uh, uh, booted uh, young uh, Woogie or Jason Matthews's keyboard <laughs> flying off the desk Fair accidentally. Enough. Anyway, we're all good. Um, we're still on there. Let's let's quickly wrap up here on the driver's seat. Now, um, it, we, we pretty much knew this was going to happen, but uh, Macaulay Jones has been confirmed at yep. Brad Jones Racing, which means Correct. there's only one seat remaining vacant in 2022 with a driver yet to be formally confirmed by Grove Racing to mm-hmm. team up with uh, Davey Reynolds. And if you want to know what we said there, peeps, if you're just tuning in, you can check out our podcast and uh, have a look at and listen to the show that you missed. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. <laughs> I might just do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So th- now this this pretty much locks the. Uh, going by what we said in the bursting off the track update, we thought that this would pretty much have be a done deal and everything's all sorted. But uh, clearly not. There's still that I, one. No. I've got to tell you, mm. if he'd have gotten through the weekend, not stalling, not smashing it, if he'd have just finished driven top three around or something. top four, top three, top five, even, and showed good consistent performances. He did really well in the co-driver session. Top that. So the kid's got mega talent. Yeah, clearly. but I mean, but I, I see that. He could have stuff. been on greens. He could have exactly. been on light fuel. You I get all yeah, that. But yeah, yeah. but even if for him to finish in the top fifteen, I thought was a was a good effort. I don't want you guys five. or anyone listening to think that I'm bagging. I'm not. Hmm. There's a lot of different strategies that go sure. within those co-driver sessions. Yeah. There's guys that literally would be enjoying just race runs and fuel mileages and all sorts of different things, you know, for the race sure. and not worrying about outright pace, but if you want to impress, put a young kid in, put it on light fuel, put it on green tyres and send him. And, yep. and, you know, and that's what they're trying to do. And it worked. It's what got, yep. it's got everyone talking. So had Nimsy, he not had the oopses that he had. Uh, and then if he goes to Bathurst in two weeks' time. We're talking about Matt Payne here, mm-hmm. by the way. Puts a everybody. good, consistent result together. Yep. Then I think his super licence would have been a walk-up start. But as I said to you boys in the Burst and Off-Track update, um, Everybody in pit lane is saying to me, "There ain't no way." I think the there ain't uh, no way. I think the last time there was a a bad run in a Nissan Altima, this happened. Why, why, why me? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he would have been saying that too on Sunday morning after maybe mm. shortening the bonnet of Todd's nicely, beautifully restored Nissan Altima. That's Todd's car. Oh, is it? Yep. He's selling his is farm. That, from what is I that one, one? I think that one's the um, no Todd's one's uh, back in the car sales livery. That one's uh, Rick's old one. Yeah, oh, I, I think it? you're right. I okay. think that's because that's the one. I only know this thanks to the good people at VadeSleuth.com. Yeah, because um, that's the one that went around the Thunderdome. Yes, yeah. right. Eh? Okay, yep. there you go. Yep. Selling his farm is yeah. Todd Kelly, down in Melbourne. Hmm. Sold the race team. Sell on the farm. Jeez, Great man. property. <gasps> Putting the feet up. What a property. Oh. oh. <laughs> This Mate, way, as we mentioned, rubbish too. house, I might say. This really rubbish house, but a ripping garage. <laughs> yeah, exactly how I want it. Yeah, absolutely, get this the priorities will, right, son. As we mentioned too, on the topic of Rick Kelly, this will be the first Bathurst in like twenty-one years where Rick Kelly will not be there. No. Yep, that's right. He'll be on the farm. Yep. Uh, and that was Todd selling his farm, by the way, not Rick. Just, just so we get yes. all all the Kelly real estate business out of the way. <laughs> Rick, Rick, <laughs> Rick will be uh, on the snacks and the beers on Sunday, one should imagine. Yep. 
and probably happily. Working on some of the cars in his man cave. But just just to summarise, mate, uh, Triple Eight, of course, Shane Van Gisberg and Brock Feeney. DJR's got Will Davis and Anton Di Pasquale. Tickford has signed Waters, Courtney, Thomas Randall and Jake Kostecki. Erebus will be Brown and Kostecki of the Brody variety. Uh, Team 18, Mark Winterbottom and Scotty Pye, Shepherds as he's known. Chaz Mostert and Nick Perkout at WAU. Blanchard Racing with Timmy Slade. Uh, Matt Stone Racing, Todd Hazelwood, Jack LeBrock in Team Sydney, Fabian Coulthard, and our mate... Nice, Gary! <laughs> Gary Jacobs. <laughs> He's done well. <laughs> hey, a big thank you to Molly Taylor for jumping on the show. Thanks to everyone that texted in. We'll see you next week. From Bathurst, I should mention. <laughs> yes. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.